This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Queen's Park is stepping up its attack on the previous government. On Friday, Finance Minister Vic Fideli told us the deficit left by the Liberal government last year was $15 billion, not the $6.7 billion the Liberals reported, or even the $12 billion projected by the Auditor General. They had already ordered a line-by-line audit of the province's books, which we should hear about by the end of the month. But in addition, this morning, Doug Ford announced that he is striking a special committee to investigate liberal finances. It will be called the Select Committee on Financial Transparency with the power to call witnesses, compel documents, and gather evidence. And this looks to be more than the usual that we get from every new government, which comes in saying the previous government mismanaged finances. The opposition says this is just setting the stage for bigger cuts than what was promised during the campaign. No one in the Liberal caucus was available to respond to this. However, we have a great panel. Patrick Gossage was the press secretary to the original Prime Minister Trudeau. Adrian Batra is the editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun and Tom Parkin is a social democrat and political commentator. Welcome, everyone. Good to be here. Okay, Adrian, let's start with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this overkill? No, it's not overkill because... One of the reasons why Doug Ford won an overwhelming mandate um, was after 15 years, people were sick and tired of the Liberals. They're sick and tired of the political corruption. They're sick and tired of the scandal. They're sick and tired of paying, you know, for all sorts of of special interest programs that um, they didn't feel that were benefiting them. So, you know, with that sort of political mix, one of the other significant aspects to this, Libby, was the fact that people just didn't believe the Liberals when it came to the finances and the true state of the finances and the state of affairs of Ontario. So... It, it begets any ever any new government. They are afforded the opportunity, the chance to sort of blame the old guys, blame those that were in charge before. I mean, heck, Kathleen Wynne still blamed Mike Harris for her, for heaven's sake on on certain issues. But so I don't think it's overkill because after we heard from Finance Minister Vic Fidelli on Friday that the we knew that the Liberals were quote hiding. Um, Uh, about $6 billion before the last election. We knew that from the Auditor General. We know that the Auditor General of Ontario, you don't have to believe me or or Vic Fidelli, believe her, believe um, uh, Bonnie Lissick. She said um, that she couldn't give a clean accounting. They haven't been able to do that, a clean accounting of Ontario's books um, for for a number of years and three years. But after Friday, she gave a clean um, bill of health, so to speak, to to the finances and the state of the finances. So that matters. Um, So third party independently verified by an officer, officer of the legislature. And I think that should matter to Ontarians. So now we move forward. This committee is going to be far more than just doing a line by line. They are now going to have the power to bring forward previous members of the government 
Kathleen Wynn included, and answer questions with respect to where did this money go? How did you suggest for a second we had a $600 million surplus going into the last election? Where, wh- what was the rationale? So I think um, not overkill, but uh, what, another necessary step in figuring out where the money is. Uh, Patrick Gossage, do you think it's overkill? Um, is there a little bit of vengeance here? I think it's without precedent that, you know, you drag people who are no longer in government out to account for, you know, their activities. It's, it sounds like a kangaroo court to me. And I think it's going to be, you know, a bizarre show, sort of show trial kind of thing, you know, at which, at which uh, you know, liberals will be embarrassed, obviously, and they're going to argue that, you know, it's all an accounting it's all an accounting dispute, and it's a dispute over what's counted and what isn't. And I don't think the public's going to be any any smarter. And I think you know the blame game at this, to carry it to this extent is really bizarre. And I think overkill is the the least you could say about it. You know, Tom. Anyway. Well, this is a, you know it is a bit of a circus that we're about to engage in, and circuses are usually about distracting from reality. The reality is that there was absolutely nothing really substantially new in what Mr. Fideli announced on Friday. As, as you alluded to, Libby, the Auditor General and the uh, Financial Accountability Office produced numbers that were substantially exactly the same in May, showing that the deficit was considerably higher for accounting reasons than the Liberals had put in their budget. That was known. It was quite a controversy at the time. Everybody knew that. Uh, and that is why... For example, uh, NDP's uh, Andrew Horvath said that uh, the tax on income over 220000 should go up. That is, high-income earners should pay more. Some of the McGuinty-era corporate taxes, uh, corporate tax cuts should be reversed because there was a deficit, and it was larger than what the, the Liberals reported. That was well known on May the 2nd, which is the date of the, of the financial accountability officer's Report. Uh, then we had an election that ended on June the seventh, in which Mr. Ford added eight billion, promised eight billion dollars in revenue cuts. Now, I don't know what sense it makes when you have a province which is running a fifteen billion dollar deficit for a political leader to add eight billion dollar eight billion dollars more revenue cuts to make the situation even worse. It was completely irresponsible. And not only is it irresponsible financially, but some of these tax cuts were clearly to advantage those in our society who already have the most. The biggest tax cut, $2.3 billion a year, is on income tax cuts, the maximum benefit, $784 to people who make uh, the highest incomes. If you make $1 million uh, a, a year in Ontario, or five hundred thousand dollars a year in Ontario, or two hundred thousand dollars a year in Ontario this year, uh, or next year, I guess, um, there will be a tax cut that gives you seven hundred eighty-four dollars. I don't think people making that kind of money need another tax cut when it means that we're going to have uh, fewer services. Our schools are already okay. In wait, and are, we already have healthcare medicine. Okay, Mr. Ford Adrian. knew the situation long ago and has decided to make it worse. Uh, Adrian, I mean, this is a, a little bit off the original topic, but mm-hmm. the opposition says uh, that that this type of accounting sets the stage for cuts. Um, as of today, uh, what I heard is that the conservatives are still saying they will not cut 
public sector jobs. How are you going to find this money? And again, um, you know, to Patrick's original point, it does smack of vengeance. I mean, you know, does it not? They've clearly met Doug Ford. (laughs) Let's be honest here. Um, Look, I, I, I don't. Obviously, I, I have a, in my paper and myself, I have a tendency to lean towards small C conservative governments, and um, I'm not here to defend the, the Ford administration, but because uh, I, I don't I don't know what what they're actually looking at. But here, here's what I can do is suggest that um, it being a witch hunt and being a little bit too, you know, personal and all of these things, Ontarians want answers. Ontarians deserve answers. And Doug Ford. Like if anybody was truly paying attention during the campaign, did not shy away from repeating over and over again, we need to hold the liberals accountable, you know, a paraphrasing has been in and out of office, that they really screwed up the finances of this province and all those things that Tom Parkin just mentioned. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with him on, you know, wanting to make investments in social services and our social safety net and fabric. But let's not forget 15 years of liberal government allowed those to erode. 15 years of political corruption allowed that money that should have been spent on schools and education and healthcare and getting rid of hallway medicine and things like that. God knows where that money went. Well, yes, but Doug, for just a minute, Patrick, let me just set this up. Doug Ford also said people got rich. Liberals got rich. I mean, Patrick, what do you make of that? Oh, well, that's bullshit. I mean, you know, oh. <laughs> language. No, sorry. But I mean, it's just, I mean, where did the money go? I mean, the money went to, you know, the big items in go- the government spends money on, which is health and education. That's where the money went. I mean, what's this, what's this fear that somehow the money went into the pockets of I don't know who, like, like who got who took the money? It's it's absolute nonsense to to kind of say that the money went to liberal bagmen or something like that, which is what which was what Ford suggests. You know that there are all kinds of insiders that got rich. That's not true. I mean, I think I agree with Ford on the salary of the <coughs> Hydro One guy. I mean that was absurd, but I mean he used that as a as a kind of an example of wasted money. But that's nothing compared to the overall budget of the of the province. And I just think. This kind of witch hunt is just going to sour people, actually, on on government. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, are we? I mean, the sins of the fathers. Talk about the sins of the fathers. It's it's ridiculous to dig up and to try and put you know people in the stand to account for you know accounting accounting uh, an accounting situation that that they were responsible for. Like, let's get to the people that lied to us. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just. It's a witch hunt. There's no doubt about it. And I think people will see it for what it is. Uh, Tom, is this uh, favorable for the NDP opposition? And uh, the other question here is, I mean, we know that there's an accounting discrepancy, and it has to do with the way pension assets were accounted for. They were counted as an asset as opposed to a liability. So, uh, Tom, just speaking to the this select committee, uh, good or bad? People uh, who made decisions in the past are going to, you know, always going to be accountable for them. Doug Ford made a decision in the past. He decided to add eight billion dollars to an already bad situation through tax cuts that he's promised to give no. corporations and the wealthiest people in this province. It's unbelievable that this person now thinks he can escape responsibility for camp for knowing the financial state, yet adding, no. making it worse, and thinking that he's now going to go and distract from everything. By pointing at liberals, who, Adrian? who no doubt have done bad things, 
But the point is, he is about to embark on a series of cuts that are going to be very, very painful that will be for the benefit so he can generate money to give to the wealthiest incomes in this province. In order, it's just unbelievable. In order for the McGuinty government to, uh, to survive? And in order for the Wynn government to survive at one point, Andrea Horvath's NDP propped them up by asking for um, additional sur- income surtaxes on those that are so-called high-income earners in Ontario. And in addition to that, she also said, well, I will support your government in a minority situation if you cut um, – uh, the rates on uh, insurance rates by 15% or, or whatever it is that they, they said. None of that happened. None of that None happened. of the insurance they, rates were cut. So, so So the NDP um, sold their political soul for what? To what end? They didn't end up getting what they wanted. And so with respect to one of the other promises that uh, the NDP claim, felt they had um, under under the former Liberal government, successive, was that surtax, it's that income surtax on high-income earners in Ontario. Where do you think that those individuals will go? They'll leave. They won't invest in their businesses. They will take their money out of this province. That is absolutely true, and that's exactly what happened. And by the way, just a minute, you all need to talk one at a time. All of those, um, all of those commitments that the liberals had made that we are going to increase these taxes because the NDP is supporting us. Yeah, the tax increases happened, but the rate reductions didn't happen. And with respect to this eight million dollars or eight billion dollars that Tom is, is it eight billion? You said Tom or eight billion. I don't know even where you get that number. Where does that number even come from? I'd love to explain that to you, Adrian. I'm all ears. I get it it by reading the platform document of Mr. Ford. It's it's $1.3 billion of a corporate tax cut. It's $2.3 billion in an income tax cut that gives the most to the richest. And it's a 1.9 tax cut for polluters in this province. And there's a series of other pieces that add up to $8.05 billion a year in lost revenue. And when you already have a $15 billion deficit, increasing it to $23 billion is ridiculous. All the stories that we were told that this was about 2 to 3% efficiencies is nonsense. The, the program spending in Ontario was about $152 billion. 30, a $23 billion cut is 15%, 15% across the board. Yet healthcare and education alone are 55% of our budget. Our, we have hallway medicine. Our schools are in disrepair. That's the legacy of, of the McGinsey win liberals. And it's going to get worse because Mr. Ford wants to give his corporate and rich buddies a tax break, and it's going to be paid by the normal, the average working person in this province with worse schools, with worse head, worse worse health care, worse roads, etc., etc., etc. Don't you guys ever get tired of playing class warfare with people? Don't you guys Uh, ever get tired of that notion (laughs) of rich versus poor? Come on, that's ridiculous. Okay, I'm I'm calling a truce. (laughs) Wait, Libby's calling a truce on us. I'm calling a truce because we have to take a break, and we have some callers who've been waiting very patiently. So we're going to take a break. Everybody take a deep breath, and we'll be back with more of this. It's a very interesting conversation. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. 
We are back and we are having a rather heated conversation about the latest in the numbers game. And that is Doug Ford announcing this morning that he is striking a special committee uh, to call the Liberals to account over the numbers. On Friday, the finance minister said the deficit is $15 billion, not 6.7 that the Liberals announced. Okay, and we have some callers who've been waiting very patiently. So let's go to Ralph in Georgetown. Hi, Ralph. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, uh, I hope that they do a complete investigation. And after they've done that, call in the RCMP. Because I, for one, do not think the OPP investigation to all those scandals passes the smell test. So you don't you don't trust our own police? Meager results. Okay. Um, thanks for your call. Let's go to Jim in Hanover. Hi, Jim. Hi. Yeah, I was just thinking there. Uh, the Premier Ford is cancelling 700 wind turbine projects. Now, can you imagine the debt would be in if wind had won the election and was carrying on with this and adding that to the debt. This woman is going to break Ontario. True, uh, Kathleen Wynne would have done. And even Trudeau stopped her from building the airport on the island. You know, she was just spend, spend, spend. And we've got Premier Ford taking charge of things, cutting waste, getting rid of the things that everybody else is getting rich on. And all the people there are shooting him down. You know, I'd like to see what they would come up with an idea that would save Ontario money. Just come up with one good idea, folks, what, what, what would save Ontario money. Okay. We haven't got anything. Thanks, Jim. We'll go to Joyce in Scarborough. Hi, Joyce. Mm-hmm. Hi. Uh, I agree with your previous callers. Uh, I, I agree with the line-by-line line and, like, how, how on earth, uh, when Bonnie Lissick and the, uh, what is it, the other... The auditor. She yes, is the auditor. Yeah, came up with this, and where? And I really, as a taxpayer, want to know where did the money go? If if it went to the high um, uh, salaries of hydro, I'm sure it went somewhere else. Anyway, I I I'm behind Ford 100 percent, and th- it's not a witch hunt. Like six to 15 billion. Like, that's not just chump change. That's a burden. Okay, Joyce, thanks for that. Okay, uh, I'll go back to Pat Gossage. So uh, it looks like, uh, I would say, this is playing well with Doug Ford's base. Doug's messaging is so good and so clear and so basic and appeals to such, you know, basic, basic kind of feelings that people have, you know, and he's framed all this so well. The people, of course, they're going to respond. And I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I, Tom, I really appreciate all your all the things that the NDP would like to do. But, you know, the messaging is so complicated. I mean, people just don't listen to that kind of stuff. You know, they listen to Ford wanting to get revenge. And, you know, it's, it's like Trump saying to Hillary, throw her in jail. I mean, are we going to throw these people in? I mean, and then this guy, this gentleman that was on the phone saying, call in the RCMP. Are we going to really, you know, tolerate, you know, uh, politicians who served, country, who served their province to the best of their ability actually being threatened with, with uh, you know, conviction for, you know, <clears throat> for sins of omission and commission regarding the budget? I mean, it's, it's, 
I mean, if we're at that stage, I don't want to live in this province anymore. Adrian? <laughs> no, I, mean, no I, I don't think... Um, I don't think. No, I, look, I understood what your I don't. I understood what your caller was trying to get at. Um, I mean, I, I get there's people frustration. Are angry. People are frustrated. And people are angry. Yeah, um, and you're, and you're, you're heating it up, and you're heating it up extremely well. well I, I'm sorry, you. Patrick. People want your party to be held accountable for being one of the most politically corrupt governments this country has ever oh, but seen. But that's not true. But, but it's also true. Hundred percent, it's true. Absolutely, no, it it's true. Anyway. You look at successive Auditor General's report, Financial Accountability Officer's report, at year after year after year. Where has the money gone? Where has the, where has the investment, where it should have been made, was never made? So these are all reasonable and legitimate questions. Now, do I think for a moment that anybody is going to be calling in the OPP or the RCMP or any level of law enforcement? No, I do not believe that for a moment. I think this is very much political. This is very much about continuing to, so, to show and allow the Ford government to have some runway and say, look, this is what had happened. This is what we're planning on doing. And but all the, also, we're going to make those that were responsible for it answer some questions. Not illegitimate. Okay. Uh, and, and Tom, again, I know you were talking about um, that you believe Ford's, uh, Ford's uh, campaign promises will add to the deficit, and this is, to a certain extent, cover. But do you agree with this special select committee? People, people who have done wrong things in the past have to, uh, you know, it's public life. They're gonna, they should come to the fore, and if things were done that are illegal, they should be referred to the RCMP the, or the OPP, whatever is the appropriate force. So, you know, there's no, there's no hiding. That's not the way it works, and that's, you know, uh, that, that people think that's the way it works is why the Liberals are no longer an official political force in this province. But it's also very true to say that Last week, we saw a poll from Abacus showing that Doug Ford's favorability was only 24% in this province. He's off to a very bad start because he, uh, you know, threatens things like using the notwithstanding clause uh, and, and overriding local democracy in, in not just Toronto, but other cities as well. And, and of course, the, the idea now that he's very concerned about the deficit, well, it's, it's really hard to sustain because he's a man who's going to add to it uh, by billions of dollars, uh, they are going to require billions of cuts to essential programs that people rely on in order that people with the highest incomes can get a payout. That's wrong. That is morally wrong, and it's the entirely wrong direction for this province. The fact that the Liberals are not available today for a comment, the fact that they don't speak up... There's only six of them. ...for the wealthy... <laughs> and they have lunch time, dates. ...in a time where, where we're running deficits... Is 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 kind of is bad. It is it is a bit telling. I I I have to say that. But as I said, there's only six of them, and if they booked lunch dates, hey, we're out of luck. Someone go find their minivan. <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, I, love, yeah. I, love, I love being the last minute replacement. You know, I, I, I have nothing at all to do with this government, you know, at all, at all. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, you know, Patrick, uh, liberals are are sort of sparse on the ground now. You know, oh, they thank, are. Thank you for uh, you know taking a, for being willing to take all of get this. Get beaten up, yeah. To be willing to get get beaten up. Um, we only have a few seconds left, so Patrick, I I will give well, the last think, word on this to you. Well, the one thing I'd like to talk about is the six, and I mean I'm sure Tom agrees, is the six billion dollars in savings that uh, that Ford's people and and uh, the finance minister said he could make, and I saw the finance minister being chased by. As good an interview as as you, uh, 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 Libby, Libby and, and he could not 
answer and would not answer where the savings were coming from. They absolutely have no idea how they're going to get those savings without firing people. And, you know, Tom's right. There's going to be a lot of cutback in services, and I think the honeymoon will be over sooner than we think. Uh, uh, well, probably you hope so. (laughs) Not for the liberals. I just hope for good government. That's all. Okay. uh, We have to uh, wrap up this panel. We will be revisiting all of this. Callers, if we couldn't get to you, uh, Free for All Friday is coming up, and uh, we might even revisit this before then. And thank you so much to Adrian Batra, Editor-in-Chief of the Toronto Sun, Patrick Gossage, former press secretary to Pierre Elliott Trudeau and Tom Parkin, social Democrat and political commentator. Thanks to you all. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.